Section 17 of Poems of American History, The Colonial Era. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Poems of American History, The Colonial Era, Chapter 5. The Settlement of New England, Part 1. The Northern or Plymouth branch of the Virginia Company, which had been chartered by James I in 1606, did to some extent for the North what the sister company did for the South. Sir Ferdinando George's was its Raleigh, and sent out a number of exploring ships, one of which made what is now reckoned the first permanent settlement in New England. Captain George Popham was in command, and in August 1607, three months after the planting of Jamestown, built Fort Popham, or Fort St. George, at the mouth of the Kennebec. But it is not this settlement which has been celebrated in song and story. It is that made at New Plymouth in the winter of 1620 by a shipload of separatists from the Church of England, who have come down through history as the Pilgrim Fathers. Driven from England by religious persecution, the separatist congregation from the little town of Scrooby, about a hundred in number, had fled to Amsterdam, and finally in 1609 to Leiden. But they were not in sympathy with the Dutch, and their thoughts turned to America. The Plymouth Company was approached, but could not guarantee religious freedom. It gave the suppliants to understand, however, that there was little likelihood they should be interfered with, and after long debate, and hesitation they decided to take the risk the word of god to leyden came august fifteenth n s sixteen twenty the word of god to leyden came dutch town by zyder z rise up my children of no name my kings and priests to be there is an empire in the west which i will soon unfold a thousand harvests in her breast rocks ribbed with iron and gold rise up my children time is ripe old things are passed away bishops and kings from earth i wipe too long they have had their day a little ship have i prepared to bear you o'er the sea and in your souls my will declared shall grow by slow degrees beneath my throne the martyrs cry i hear their voice how long it mingles with their praises high and with their victor song the thing they longed and waited for but died without the sight so this shall be i wrong a poor the world i'll now set right leave then the hammer and the loom you've other work to do for freedom's commonwealth there's room and you shall build it too I'm tired of bishops and their pride, I'm tired of kings as well. Henceforth I take the people's side, and with the people dwell. Tear off the mitre from the priest, and from the king his crown. Let all my captives be released, lift up whom men cast down. Their pastors let the people choose, and choose their rulers too. Whom they select I'll not refuse, but bless the work they do. The pilgrims rose at this God's word, and sailed the wintry seas, with their own flesh, nor blood conferred, nor thought of wealth or ease. 
they left the towers of leiden town they left the zyder zee and where they cast their anchor down rose freedom's realm to be jeremiah eames rankin a vessel of one hundred and eighty tons named the mayflower was fitted out and on august fifth in s fifteen sixteen twenty the immigrants sailed from southampton whither they had gone to join the ship there were ninety persons aboard the mayflower and thirty aboard a smaller vessel the speedwell but the speedwell proved unseaworthy and after twice putting back for repairs twelve of her passengers were crowded into the mayflower which finally on september sixth in s sixteen turned her prow to the west and began the most famous voyage in american history after that of columbus song of the pilgrims september sixteen in s sixteen twenty the breeze has swelled the whitening sail leave behind our native shore homes and all we loved before the deep may dash the winds may blow the storm spread out its wings of woe till sailors eyes can see a shroud hung in the folds of every cloud still as long as life shall last from that shore we'll speed as fast for we would rather never be than dwell where mind cannot be free but bows beneath a despot's rod even where it seeks to worship god blasts of heaven onward sweep bear us o'er the troubled deep oh see what wonders meet our eyes another land and other skies columbian hills have met our view adieu old england's shores adieu here at length our feet shall rest hearts be free and homes be blessed as long as yonder firs shall spread their green arms o'er the mountain's head as long as yonder cliffs shall stand where join the ocean and the land shall those cliffs and mountains be proud retreats for liberty now to the king of kings will raise the paean loud of sacred praise more loud than sounds the swelling breeze more loud than speak the rolling seas happier lands have met our view england's shores adieu adieu thomas cogswell upham on november nineteenth in s nine weeks after leaving plymouth land was sighted and in the evening of that day the band of exiles moored their bark in cape cod harbor landing of the pilgrim fathers november nineteenth in s sixteen twenty the breaking waves dashed high on the stern and rock-bound coast and the woods against the stormy sky their giant branches tossed and the heavy night hung dark the hills and water o'er when a band of exiles moored their bark on the wild new england shore not as the conqueror comes they the true-hearted came not with the roll of the stirring drums and trumpet that sings of fame not as the flying come in silence and in fear they shook the depths of their desert's gloom with their hymns of lofty cheer amidst the storm they sang and the stars heard and the sea and the sounding aisles of the dim woods rang to the anthem of the free the ocean eagle soared from his nest by the white wave's foam 
and the rocking pines of the forest roared this was their welcome home there were men with hoary hair amidst the pilgrim band why have they come to whither there away from their childhood's land there was woman's fearless eye lit by her deep love's truth there was manhood's brow serenely high and the fiery heart of youth what sought they thus afar bright jewels of the mine the wealth of seas the spoils of war they sought a faith's pure shrine i call it holy ground the soil where first they trod they have left unstained what they found freedom to worship god felicia hemmons two days later on saturday november twenty first the mayflower dropped her anchor in what is now the harbor of provincetown and a force of sixteen every one his musket sword and corselet under the command of captain miles standish went ashore to explore the next day being sunday praise service was held on board and on the following monday occurred the first washing day the first proclamation of miles standish november twenty third n s sixteen twenty ho rose quoth the stout miles standish as he stood on the mayflower's deck and gazed on the sandy coastline that loomed as a misty speck on the edge of the distant offing see yonder we have in view bartholomew gosnold's headlands twas in sixteen hundred and two that the conquered of dartmouth anchored just there where the beach is broad and the merry old captain named it half swamped by the fish cape cod and so as his mighty headlands are scarcely a league away what say you to landing sweetheart and having a washing day for did not the mighty leader who guided the chosen band pause under the peaks of sinai and issue his strict command for even the least assoilment of egypt the spirit loathes or ever they entered canaan the people should wash their clothes the land we have left is noisome and rank with the smirch of sin the land that we seek should find us clean vestured without and within dear heart and the sweet rose standish looked up with a tear in her eye she was back in the flagstoned kitchen where she watched in the days gone by her mother among her maidens she should watch them no more alas and saw as they stretched the linen to bleach on the suffolk grass in a moment her brow was cloudless as she leaned on her vessel's rail and thought of the sea-stained garments of coif and farthingale and the doublets of fine welts flannel the tuckers and homespun gowns and the piles of the hosen knitted from the wool of the devon downs so the matrons aboard the mayflower made ready with eager hand to drop from the deck their baskets as soon as the prow touched land and there did the pilgrim mothers on a monday the record says ordain for their new-found england the first of her washing days and there did the pilgrim fathers with matchlock and axe well slung keep guard o'er the smoking kettles that propped on the crotches hung for the trail of the startled savage was over the marshy grass and the glint of his eyes kept peering through cedar and sassafras 
and the children were mad with pleasure as they gathered the twigs and sheaves and piled on the fire the faggots and heaped up the autumn leaves do the thing that is next saith the proverb and the nobler shall yet succeed tis the motive exalts the action tis the doing not the deed for the earliest act of the heroes whose fame has world-wide sway was to fashion a crane for a kettle and order a washing day margaret junkin preston a shallop which the pilgrims had brought with them in the mayflower was put together and in it a party explored the neighboring shores in search of a suitable place for the settlement they finally selected plymouth harbor and on monday december twenty first o s eleven they marched into the land and found diverse cornfields and little running brooks a place as they supposed fit for situation at least it was the best they could find the mayflower down in the bleak december bay the ghostly vessel stands away her spars and halyards white with ice under the dark december skies a hundred souls in company have left the vessel pensively have reached the frosty desert there and touched it with the knees of prayer and now the day begins to dip the night begins to lower over the bay and over the ship mayflower neither the desert nor the sea imposes rights their prayers are free danger and toil the wild imposes and thorns must grow before the roses and who are these and what distress the savage acred wilderness on mother maid and child may bring beseems them for a fearful thing for now the day begins to dip the night begins to lower over the bay and over the ship mayflower but carver leads in heart and health a hero of the commonwealth the axes that the camp requires to build the lodge and heap the fires and standish from his warlike store arrays his men along the shore distributes weapons resonant and dons his harness militant for now the day begins to dip the night begins to lower over the bay and over the ship mayflower and rose his wife unlocks a chest and sees a book in vellum dressed she drops a tear and kisses the tome thinking of england and of home might they the pilgrims there and then ordain to do the work of men have seen in visions of the air while pilled on the breast of prayer when now the day began to dip the night began to lower over the bay and over the ship mayflower the canaan of their wilderness a boundless empire of success and seeing the years of future nights jeweled with myriad household lights and seeing the honey fill the hive and seeing a thousand ships arrive and heard the wheels of travel go it would have cheered a thought of woe when now the day begins to dip the night began to lower over the bay and over the ship mayflower erastus wolcott ellsworth end of section seventeen